Father God. We lift up our swords unto you. We thank you right now for opening the eyes of our hearts, enlightening the eyes of our understandings to know the hope of your calling, the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and the exceeding greatness of your power to usward who believe. We receive that today, right now, this morning. Thank you for bringing light to our hearts and to our eyes. Amen. Amen. The season that we've come into, it continues right in line with what we've started as the pastorate here in August. Remember the gentle shepherd as the place. Remember the different places that we're a place of. Place of number one, a place of acceptance. Smother one another with that acceptance because you won't suffocate from it. Amen. Number two, a place of repentance. Number three, we stayed a while on this one, a place of blessing. The place of the blessing, the place of blessing. We're blessed to be a blessing. Number four, we're there right now, and this is the perfect timing for it, the place of grace. The place of grace. How do you remember what the acronym grace stands for? You remember you take a, put a word to each letter. It could stand for this, God's riches at Christ's expense. God's riches at Christ's expense. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Amen. Amen. He did it. Jesus paid it all. <laughs> he did. Amen. That's something to get. That's something to shout Hosanna about. He paid it all. And, and realizing this, his grace, he didn't have to do that. Think about it. Think about who Jesus is. He never was because the Bible says he was and he is and he shall. He is the one to be. In other words, he's all one. And he's the present, the past and the future all in one. He knows, knows the beginning from the end. He knows the plan. He knew that when he created, he made these carcasses out of earth as an insult to the one who had ruled under him down here, which was Lucy, Lucifer. Yeah, and Lucifer rebelled. You remember that story? I'm not going to go over it right now, but he rebelled, turned his back, committed treason and was booted out. And so, Father God, to demonstrate his justice, his fairness, his goodness, he operated in something called grace. He created little bits of himself. He's spirit. He is a spirit. And he created little spirits, human spirits. And he came to the earth and made doughboys, play doughboys, so to speak, of the dirt formed them and he breathed the breath of life and said something, be blessed, live and be blessed. You know, that's grace right there. Takes dirt, something that, that uh, the, the Lucifer crowd used to walk on with their spiritual feet as spirit beings, takes it and, and makes a being out of it and puts himself into that. Remember, Lucifer said, I'll be like God. I'll be like the most high. I'm going to send up and take his throne away. And God was showing him, nope. God was saying, not. You remember the, the, the comedy duo that used to say, not, all the time? 
Well, God said not. And he created and, and brought these beings into being. And then the beings were tempted. And what happened? They bowed the knee. They gave the, the, the mean guy downstairs his authority back here. And God, in grace, his riches at Christ's expense, he had the plan in place and he sent the son. Titus chapter two, verses 11 through 14. Would you would you turn in your sword to that spot, whether your sword is electronic or a piece of pay, a, a book or whatever it may be? Titus. Titus is in the New Testament. Somebody tell me what page it's on, would you? <laughs> it's in the New Testament. It's uh, he Hebrews, Titus, Philemon. It's after Hebrews. Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. When you get it, say amen, somebody. Shout amen when you got it in your sword there. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It, that grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. How many of you know that's not easy? That's not easy. While we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Now, do you understand the problem with, with the devil, with Satan, with the enemy? You understand the problem? You remember what he said to the first parents? He said to Eve, uh, don't worry about eating that fruit because when you do, I, I know the Lord said don't do it, but it's, listen, it looks good, it tastes good. And when you do, you'll be like God, knowing what? Anybody remember what it said? Knowing good and evil. That's the devil's way, the cosmos, the world's way, good and evil. Good and evil. You know, I know people that we would consider wicked, I have relatives. How many of y'all got a few like that? I have some that you can consider, we would think of and describe as wicked, uh, describe as evil. But did you know something? They actually, they can be the nicest person. They can be so helpful. They can sometimes be a blessing to me and other people. But yet there is evil in them. That's a mixture, good and evil. And that's what he said to Eve. You'll be as God knowing good and evil. And what happened? You remember what happened? She, she bowed the knee. She took and ate it. And then the man standing with her, who, fellas, I'm going to put this on you. The man standing there with her should have, because she did not really know. The man was created with the supercomputer, inside him to name all the animals and all that. And so uh, he, he should have been teaching his wife the things that were in there, but he hadn't done it. And so she was able to be deceived. And in think about this. Instead of jumping on the serpent, grabbing and stomping him like he should have done to protect 
the territory to protect his wife. Instead of that, what did he do? She handed it to him and he took it. Instead of throwing it on the ground and stomping it, stomping the snake, he takes it and eats it. He chooses to eat it. Big dummy. <laughs> and so this is grace. He put us into a slave market. See, this is the Christmas story, people. This is the Christmas story. We were put by that first man, that first Adam, into the slave market of sin by him bowing that knee. It was a slave market, bound up with fetters. What happened? The glory of God, freedom. No, no, the glory of God upon them. It says they did not know they were naked. Why did they not know they were naked? Because they were covered in the glory of God, which is shiny and is light. And they couldn't see their own naked body because they were covered, they were clothed with glory. And so what happened? They did this, they bowed the knee, and what happens? The glory goes away. And it says they knew, oh, they knew they was, uh-oh, <laughs> oh, no, they're doing this, oh, no. <laughs> and, and what did they do? To try to, to fix the situation, fellas, gentlemen, you know what our main little thought process is? The, the ladies, whenever there's a problem presented to them, I'm not stereotyping, I'm not saying every single woman is this way, but they lean this way. They, uh, if, if there's something that comes up, the ladies are going over, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. And they'll listen and, and, and take care of, they'll deal emotionally with the problem with the person. And the person feels like a million dollars when they're done with them. But we fellas, you know what we do? Well, no, no, we don't. Well, some do that, but we, we don't. We fellas sit there and say, okay, uh, if we're going to fix this, we need to do this and this. And, uh, why don't you let me do this for you and all that? that isn't that right? Isn't that, ain't that right, ladies? We're the ones going let, to, let me fix this for you. Let's solve this problem. That's what we fellas do. So what happens there? Eve is like, oh my gosh. Oh no, don't look at me. <laughs> And Adam says, well, let me fix this for you. He goes and starts grabbing leaves off the fig tree. Now, where he got thread and a needle from, I don't know. Maybe, maybe someone left a sewing kit here. I don't know. But he, he goes and starts sewing this together and, and puts. And can you imagine? I don't know how to sew. Can you imagine if I tried, ladies, if I tried to make a dress for you, can you imagine what it would look like? I don't, I've never tried to sew. Have no concept of how to do that. And imagine this brilliant supercomputer-filled guy. Uh, he figures in his mind, oh, I'll, I'll sew some fig leaves together. Imagine what that must have looked like. She would not have made it on Miss America in that outfit, I guarantee you, okay? Or Miss Eden or whatever there. She wouldn't have done But he did that, and that was his, his solution in the world of good and evil. He brought good and evil into the perfect place God made for him and was in a slave market. And so, uh, remember what God said to him? He said, uh, you're going to have to get out of here. He said, because you've done this, cursed is the ground. Remember, they walked around and said they could eat any fruit they wanted. They could eat anything they wanted. And it was all right there. But now God says, cursed is the ground for your sake. Uh, you'll toil and you'll sweat. And that's how you're going to eat from now on. You think about that. Think about that. How many of you have had, I've had, there have been times I've had three jobs I've worked to try to pay the bills. 
There have been times I owned a business and worked 100 hours a week to try to keep things afloat. Think about it. That's toil. That's rough. Now, on the other side of the, of the coin, uh, the word says in Proverbs 22, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he adds no sorrowful toil with it. So what happens? They turn from blessing and went into cursing. They got booted out and, and they're sitting there struggling to eat. And, and, and they, I guess they learned God taught them how to sacrifice animals. And so he starts raising the boys. And one of the boys goes off and starts cultivating the ground, toiling that way. The other one's more of a, a sheep herder. And so he learns to offer sacrifices and they get to partake in communion with the Lord, eating the meal of sacrifice with the Lord. And walking righteously. But that they were still in that slave market of sin. There was no solution for that. Adam couldn't figure out that deal. He couldn't figure out how to get out of that, out of those shackles. He couldn't figure out how to put the glory back on as, for, as a coat. Think about that. So grace is your father God. Think about this. All that it says in the Bible in Romans, it death that world of death, good and evil, passed upon all people. Anytime you're facing stuff, anybody ever face any stuff here? I mean, Dola and I this year, we'd gotten married in 2019, all excited about the future. I had the call of God about different things and things he'd showed me, and I'd shared that with her. And she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She was kind of like, wow, wow. But she joined, came on board, we're together. We're all excited. We have bookings. We're out going and doing ministry, different places, traveling. Uh, we get to the end of the year. Uh, her, her son, James, that was in the ministry at Rock House with her had grown up under her tutelage, and, and a man of God. Her son, James, is diagnosed. He gets sick around Christmas, goes in the hospital the 26th. They're diagnosing with terrible blood poisoning. It turns out he, he uh, somehow got diabetes but it was about to kill him. And Dola is in the hospital. Uh, I, I was, because of being new, a new kid on the block, so to speak, I wasn't pushing my way into things. So she would stay down there with him with his wife. They would take shifts and, and minister to him, take care of him in the hospital. And uh, uh, it looked bad. But we prayed, we stood together. James walked out of there. Glory to God. Uh, not long afterward, now, we're facing some stuff in the area of business and finance and all that. Jesus, we thank you every night. We thank you that you meet our need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We thank you that you, you're able to make all your grace abound to us, that we, having everything we need, so blessed that we're able to overflow to every good work. We're thanking you for that, Father God. We're praising you that it's so. But it didn't look that way. So I'm, I'm taking on some things to do. Uh, that working out in your North Pole winter and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't fun, but we're doing this. And you know what happened? The pandemic suddenly hits. One day, I can't get out of bed. Two weeks, I'm in that bed. The symptoms were of what we have been uh, told for months and months about this pandemic. Dola, a couple days later, she's in the bed. We're both laying in the bed there. It's bad stuff. It doesn't feel good. It's miserable. I've had the flu. This is much worse than the regular flu. We're laid up eight, nine weeks, not able to do a whole lot. We get out of that. Next thing I know, the pandemic is declared and made official a government deal. 
And next thing I know, our governor is saying, stay home, wear masks. If your business isn't essential, you can't do it anymore. So our in- no income. Things are looking bad, but you know what? In the middle of it all, in the middle of all, thank you, Father God, you meet our need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Father God, we have given, and your word says it's given in us good measure, pressed down, checking together, running over our men, giving into our bosom. We're praising you for that, Father God. We're blessing your name for that, Father God. Praise you for it, Father. So guess what? Every time, every time, there were, we, were, we were members at another local church here. There were people in there that came up and, uh, and said, uh, the Lord told us to do this for you. And they handed us an envelope. And there was exactly even a little more than what we needed. We were able to be a blessing every time. That's called grace. That's called grace. I'm going to tell you this that I've learned. A couple, three, four years ago, I was in another similar situation, the uh, injury where I couldn't do anything, could hardly walk, couldn't do anything. And, and it's like, how am I going to pay the electric bill? How am I going to eat next week? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And one night I'm in the, uh, I'm laying down and I'm communing with the Lord in bed through the night. And all of a sudden out of here says, I plead your grace by the blood of the lamb. Now grace meaning 2 Corinthians 9, 8, the financial blessing part where he says he can make it all abound to you. I plead your grace. That morning, I still had the contracting company, but I couldn't do anything. That morning, a fellow that I'd known for years calls and says, hey, uh, can you come over and give me an estimate on, on doing my roof? I said, well, I'll try, Tom. I'll try. Get over there. Give me an estimate. He says, when can you start? When do you need the money? Hallelujah. <laughs> Electric bills paid. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on the Lord. Because I wasn't out calling and bothering people for anything like that. It just, he brought it to me. Amen. That's freedom from the slave market. Freedom from the toil, the sweat and toil. Because you know what? I, I, I couldn't climb up and down ladders to do that. I had fellows in Tulsa that I had known for years that had crews. And they came up and said, we'll do it for you. So guess what? I was more than a conqueror. I didn't have to break my back or anything. Didn't have to sweat or anything. And I got blessed and my bills paid. Glory to God. That's the grace. That's Jesus. That's grace. Hallelujah. I'm still not on my outline. Y'all know that? (laughs) Other than reading one scripture, still not on my outline. I've gone off and this is the spirit of God. This is a blessing. Hopefully you can receive from this and learn to understand and apply these things from the word of God. Amen. So realize this. I'm going to get back on on the outline here. Uh, Another Christmas season has, has come upon us. And I mean this year. Do y'all notice it? As I've gotten older, the days go boom, 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 boom. Y'all notice that? Anybody else? Wow. Wow. It seemed like just just a week or two ago, it was was New Year's Day. (laughs) And it has flown by. So many things have happened. So much grace has happened. We had that situation. Back back to the story where where the pandemic happens. Uh, we gave up house hunting because we were tired of the little one-bedroom Winnebago-like house we were living in, and we gave up on that. We start looking for houses again as things lighten up. We don't know what we're going to do. Things have gone down financially. Someone goes and gives us a, 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 just says the Lord told them to give, and they did it. All events canceled. Pandemic, everything but the pandemic knocked everything out. No place to travel to, to minister, 
to, to receive from, anything like that. We're stuck. Next thing I know, I, I can't walk on my foot on Friday morning. I managed to, it was a pit stop time in, in the middle of the night, you know, and I managed to drag myself to the bathroom and, and looked and it was all swelled up and everything hurt real bad. And I managed to get back to the bed and then the next morning Dola looks at it and says, you're going to the emergency room right now. We managed to get in. They said, uh, we think you have blood poisoning. We need you to go to the hospital right now. Did that. Went in the hospital. The podiatrist looks at it and says, you, may, you have sepsis. You have MRSA. You know what MRSA is. Deadly, deadly bug, right? Next thing I know, I'm in the hospital getting surgery. They're talking about cutting it off. Hallelujah, grace. 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 The word of the Lord comes and says he'll keep your foot from being taken. Next day, pain, swelling's gone. Hallelujah. Y'all know the story. Uh, within a few weeks, our bookings are canceled. We're, we're, we're doing online TV of the home church. They're not having it. It's rough, tough stuff. Next thing we know, we get a call from, from a, a certain lady pastor in Rockford here. Says, uh, we, we, we would like to hear from you sometime. So Dola shared. She'd already been a member here. She shared. Everybody was blessed. And then this uh, lady pastor says, uh, why don't you come back uh, here in a few weeks and, and let your husband do it this time too. So next thing we know, we're back. After the husband does it, she says, we need to have a meeting. Huh? We need to have a meeting. Well, okay, we'll meet with you. Go in there. And she's saying, uh, we're stepping out. We feel like you're supposed to step in. That's right here. Hallelujah. We said, wait a minute. She's had a ring of keys. It? Fixing to hand it to us there at the table. We said, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you doing? We have bookings. We're, we're doing it. We're, we're, you know, and all that. And, and we said, we'll pray about it, okay? We'll pray about it. Prayed about it a week, come back, said yes. Hallelujah. Two days later, grace happens. Someone pulls our offer out of a stack of offers. $26,000 below the asking price. That's unheard of in Rockford right now. They said the Lord told us to give you the house. Hallelujah. Grace. Grace. Glory to God. No toil. I haven't had to toil. You know what? Someone brought their 24-foot trailer. We had that house of furniture. And I was not in, in quite in walking functioning yet, still, uh, recuperating. <coughs> Someone brought their 24-foot trailer over there, took a load and a half. They had us, the youth group from that church came over. We had 18 bodies there. In four and a half hours, everything was moved over to the new house. I, I didn't really have to lift a finger. I was there just to be there. Grace, that's grace. Glory to God. That's grace. That's what we redeem too. That's the reason for the season. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. That's each of us. That's you and you and you. You, you, you. And you and you. And you back there in the back. <laughs> Amen. He has Appeared. It's a person. It's the J-U-S-U-S we cheer about. Amen. The Hosanna we sing to. That's him. That's Jesus. And it's teaching us certain things. Christmas happened to teach us. You missed a good chance to say amen there. Christmas happened 
to teach us. The Word became flesh, it says in John 14, or John 1, 14. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Amen. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, the glory. Remember what, remember the story? Remember Adam and Eve? Remember the, oh, what happened? The glory, the clothing of glory left them. So what happened now? The glory is of the only begotten of the Father. That's Christmas. Comes back, and what happened now? The glory is here. That's the message of Christmas. Yes, repent. Yes, get right with the Lord. Yes. But the message is the glory of God. Here, now, in this place, in each of us. Amen. Amen. The glory of God speaks to the glory of God. And the glory that's here is speaking to each of you. That's here speaks to each of you, to your glory. Are you receiving? Will you receive? Will you believe? Will you grasp? Take hold of? Walk in that glory. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We're going to, conti we're going to continue... This is a series within a series, the place of grace, but we're talking grace in the Christ right here. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Can I agree with anybody? Amen. Can I agree with anybody in a prayer need that's here right now? Now, my own mother, Marlene Warlick, is in the Phoenix, Arizona area in Maricopa, Arizona, uh, lives with her sister, my aunt. And she was telling me, I'm trying to get a hold of her again to check on her. She was telling me that, that her hip area, her bones and stuff, uh, is really acting up and really creating a lot of problems where she has trouble walking. I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm not there where I can physically take care of my mama. And I should be. I should be able to. I'd like to move her up here, honestly. Amen. But w what we're doing in the evenings, y'all agree with me. Would you agree with me about this? We're agreeing that from heaven, there's wholeness that's afflicting, that's contagiously afflicting that hip area and that lower spine, lower back. And she receives. There are warehouses in heaven with parts for our bodies that she's receiving the replacement hips and hip joints and sockets and pelvis area. She's receiving it from the Lord through grace. That's grace. That's grace. He's paid it all. It's all waiting on us. It's all waiting on us. Endorse your check, people. Endorse the check he wrote to you. Amen. And pull it down. Amen. Glory to God. Anybody that I can agree with? Y'all agreed with me for my mama? Amen. We've already talked about the ones in the bulletin here, that, in the loaves and fishes. We've, we've agreed, and there is extreme power released in that agreement. Extreme. Come on now. Extreme power from heaven. Amen. So I'm going to close right now. I'm pronouncing a blessing on each of you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom from heaven. In Jesus' name. Uh, the love of God, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of you as you leave today and through the week.